Alright, what's going on world? Doing another one of my podcasts from my shithole apartment in Clearwater, Florida on this most holiest of days where two warriors compete for the baddest motherfucker in the game belt. That's right, Nate Diaz and Jorge Masvidal fighting tonight. So I think I'm going to watch that after I do this podcast. But let's start where we need to start because I haven't talked about this yet. A independent medical examiner examined Jeffrey Epstein's body and said that his injuries were consistent with somebody who had been murdered or homicide. And my question is this. Is this supposed to be a fucking surprise to me? Because, you know, I don't, I don't know what anybody, I don't know of anybody, it, I don't know of anybody who would be surprised if it turned out that Epstein was murdered. I'm not saying it was the Clintons, because that's the, you know, in vogue conspiracy theory. But what I am saying is, okay, I said this before on my podcast. So you're telling me that El Chapo, who is one of the most brutal drug lords of all time, managed to survive Rikers a year and a half in there. Jeffrey Epstein, who has connection to billionaires and royalty around the world, okay? He attempted suicide allegedly 24 or 48 hours before. So he was placed in protective custody. Then he is in protective custody. His roommate is removed. He's taken off of protective custody. And then somehow he kills himself. The two guards that were on duty were indisposed and the video camera went dead. And I'm supposed to believe that this is all just a coincidence. Like they didn't have a prisoner in there, take care of it, and then he's ushered out somewhere. Like, it wouldn't surprise me at all if they looked at, it like, uh, another prisoner and they were like, listen, man, you go in there and you take this motherfucker out. We'll cut some dude doing, like, 20 years for a drug deal. Listen, this is what's going to happen. We're going to place you here, then we're going to take you out, and then you're going into witness protection and nobody will ever be none the wiser as long as you keep your mouth shut. If you don't keep your mouth shut, you'll fucking end up suicided too. You know, like, I, like I'm like i really supposed to believe that Jeff, I've been to jail. And it, this is what I said before, I've been to jail. They take your fucking shoelaces when they put you in there. So you don't fucking hang yourself. That's what they did in Amsterdam. They took, literally took my shoelaces out of my shoes. They were like, take your shoelaces out. All right, yes, sir, don't beat me. Because the guy who arrested me was like 6'8". Um, don't kill me. But, so, how the fuck does a guy who attempted suicide get taken off suicide watch and then kill himself? And I'm supposed to believe it. And... They said the way he was strangled was the way he was strangled was more consistent with the human being doing that to him. I don't know what that means though, because here's the thing: 
I've talked about this before. I don't want anybody out there to think that I think that I'm a badass when I say what I'm about to say. I don't think I'm a badass at all. In fact, if anything, with all my injuries and the limited knowledge uh, that I have, it makes me realize how many people could just fucking straight up take me out. But that being said, I could fucking take somebody out without destroying your the the bones in your neck. Like a proper rear naked choke sunk in by a jujitsu guy or combat sambo dude, any grappler that knows what they're doing. A legit rear naked choke sunk into you, you just go to sleep when they get that in. They're not crushing anything in your neck. All they have to do is this. You're going to, and it doesn't even require a lot. Like I, I could take a 120 pound girl and say, all right, I'm going to have you choke me out and show her how to choke me out. And she could, she would be able to do it. So it doesn't take strength and it's not about crushing things. So all I'm saying is whoever they had go in there and kill him, I think probably didn't really know what they were doing. You know, like when that Chris Watts dude killed his wife, he ended up crushing a bunch of the bones in her throat and giving her a, a, what's called petechial hemorrhaging. And that I know about that because I'm a fucking uh, uh, forensic files junkie. I love that show. And it's just, that's when the blood vessels in your eyes, they explode. That doesn't happen when somebody w- takes you out with the rear naked show. Because they've cut off all blood supply. It's just you go to sleep. And then they just hold on. And they don't even need to hold on hard. They just need to keep a constant pressure that shut you off. And you're not going to wake up if they hold it for five minutes. And it's really, like I said, like I've read murderers' accounts of how much it takes to strangle somebody. They couldn't believe. Because... I mean, here's the thing, unless, you know, I'm about to go hang out with my buddy and he's about my size, like physically, he's two inches shorter than me and he's got similar bone structure. Okay. It's just, I work out more than he does and I know more than he does. I could let that dude sit on my fucking chest and he could try to strangle me with his bare hands, not using his arms like in a rear naked choke. And he wouldn't be able to do that. You can only do that when you're much more powerful than the person that you're doing it to. Yeah, like a, like a UFC fighter, even if they're not much, but they're just knowledgeable. They could still do it. But if you don't know what you're doing, you're not going to be able to do that to a person who's as strong or stronger than you. You're going to have to resort to a rear naked choke. So what I'm saying is they either had an inmate who was a big guy. You know, and Jeffrey Epstein was in his 60s or they had what I think happened. I think a fucking, I think a fucking, they called in a guy because people with those kind of connections, they know a guy. And I think he went in there and it was all arranged and uh, he strangled Epstein. It's epic that they got all these memes going around where it'll give a fact and then it says, fact Epstein didn't kill himself I can't believe we as the public arts they think like the powers that be in charge think that we're so fucking dumb that they can pull that up. and 
It's getting swept under the rug. There's no investigation. You know, if I was a politician, I would go, you know what? I'm launching an investigation in this. If I wanted to make my bones, you know what I mean? Like, why wouldn't you as a politician be like, all right, I'm launching an investigation. Somebody who's really powerful would come to you. And then you just like, he's a fucking chomo. So who cares? You're just like, what, what are your demands? Like, well, I demand X number of, I demand this position. Just don't be too greedy about it. Don't get too thirsty or you might fucking disappear. All right. So let's see what else I wanted to talk about. Oh, stumbled across this little gem. The Partnership for a Drug-Free America. I was just reading about these prohibitionist cunts. Because if you, I talk about the war on drugs all the time. And, you know, I think it's one of the most evil institutional programs that's ever been incepted on humanity. One is probably genocide. Two is probably slavery. So add in which one you want to add in. The Holocaust of the Jews, this enslavement of African Africans or the enslavement of anybody because there are still a ridiculous number of slaves floating around even in America but or the genocide of the Native Americans and their systematic uh, dis, disenfranchisement well whatever the war the, the partnership for a drug-free America in the 1980s, Enlisted the help of Bill Cosby. That should tell you all you need to know about the partnership for a drug-free society. Because, and I'm going to say this, Bill Cosby has jokes about Spanish flying bitches going back to like the late 60s. And if you listen to anybody in Hollywood... I, when Patrice O'Neill, was it Patrice O'Neill? Yeah, I think it was Patrice O'Neill. When he made the joke in 2013 that set the world on fire and took down Bill Cosby because he said, whatever you, Bill Cosby said something about him and he said back, yeah, well, whatever, Bill, at least I'm not out there raping bitches, which is 100% true. When he said that joke, I knew immediately what he was talking about. I've read the rumors online and, you know, there's been jokes. If I as a lay person, and I'm retreading old ground here, but because I've actually done something on Bill Cosby before, but if I as a lay person heard the rumors about Bill Cosby, how can these fucking people in the 1980s, especially like the producer that landed him, who was actually in Hollywood, how did she not know? Because they knew in the 80s, like production studios had shut down complaints from women about him. So I'm just prohibitionists. 
are the worst form of human being. And they're not the worst, but they're in the top five. They're just terrible human beings. Because, you know, like I, I say to people when I'm like, oh, okay, you know, there's a lot of revisionist history and that wants to talk about how prohibition of alcohol in the 1920s was actually a success. Anybody who argues that is either ignorant or fucking evil because here's the simple proof. They talk about how black market liquor actually killed people during prohibition. Actually, the United States government poisoned a lot of the liquor supply. Yeah, that's your government hard at work. And it's the same fucking attitude that they have now where they're like, oh, we don't want cops to have narco, narco, what a, narcolone, whatever the fucking suboxone, whatever one it is that counteracts the opiates. Oh, we don't want our office because that gives addicts a safety net. So they'd rather these fucking people die for participating in an activity that what amounts to is something they just don't like then just help that person. Because I say this argument all the time. I'm like, you know, when I'm arguing with somebody about weed being legal and they they look at me and they're like, you know, Jay, it, but it sends the wrong message. And I'm like, okay, well, my dad was an alcoholic growing up. Please explain to me how my life would have been better if the cops had raided my house, arrested my father, shot my dog, got him fired from his job and put him in jail. How would my life have been better? Simple answer is that it wouldn't. So, um, I don't know. It, it just goes to, you know, seeing that article and seeing the fact that Bill Cosby is there with one of the major, one of the higher ups in the partnership for a drug free America just made me look at it. And it just pissed me off again because I was like, and prohibition is so easy for Americans to sit back and cast their moral judgment on when there's people in South American countries that are dying. Like just with the recent case of, El Chapo's son, his brother, just started killing people in a town until they let him go. And you know, if we didn't have such a strong central government and fucking the cartel was able to come in and just start killing people and there ain't shit you can do about it, fucking weed, coke, whatever would be legalized overnight. And even if you, when you look at, sorry, I'm ranting about this, but when you look at the arguments, all the arguments center on Americans, not the people fucking suffering south of the border. All right, I get off of that. Unless, of course, you can leave a message if you like my shitty rambling on that. Let's see, what else? Oh, somebody was complaining because there's a secret Facebook group. No, no, we're not going to do that one. We're going to end on this one because I can fit this one in, in four minutes or so. Um, so there was a study recently 
that said men are on average funnier than women. And a bunch of people got pissed off when the scientists actually concluded that men are on average funnier than women. And full disclosure, I actually agree with this statement. That's not to say that I haven't met extremely funny women and that I don't know a lot of funny women. The reason why men are on average, on average, funnier than women is because they have to be. It's a mating strategy. There's the old saying, if you can get a woman to laugh, you can get her to do anything. And I don't mean that by she's going to be fucking sucking dicks for you. Just mean it by if you can make a woman laugh and you get, you're getting to her heart, you can date her for the most part. Men have to be funny. Women don't. One of the, one of the things that I don't know why this would be offensive to anybody. You know, men and women are better at different things. It doesn't make one sex better. Because the, the scientists are saying men are on average funnier than women, doesn't make women bad. Because I would honestly argue men are on average more intelligent than men. I would, I, I would argue that. Um, but there's also a secondary reason besides the whole mating thing that men tend to be funnier than women that people don't think about. The violence aspect of it. So, you know, men form little groups and they form tribes. And if you've ever seen police officers or firefighters at accident, military members, military members, and this is women included, are far funnier than the average, first responders are far funnier than the average person because you have to be. That's all I'm saying about this is that men have to be on average funnier. And what that could mean is on average 51% of the time. And that's... So I don't want anybody to think I'm anti-woman, but it's like, look, you know, when you have a dude that might want to beat your ass and you can't take this dude in a fist fight, if you're just the funniest guy in the room and you make everybody laugh in there and you try to like one up this comedian with physicality. Dude, everybody's going to look at you and be like, listen, man, what are you doing? That dude wasn't being mean to you. He was just being funny to everybody and you were a dick to him. You said a bunch of smart ass stuff to him. He's quicker witted than you. You don't get to beat him up now. And that's an actual useful thing for men in competition for women is being funnier. If you're the funniest fucking dude in the room, right? Okay. Let's say... I'm making Brock Lesnar laugh because I think I could make Brock laugh. Even though he seems like a curmudgeon, I think I could crack him after a while. I'd say something funny. Like, so I would get him to laugh. And I'm sure Brock is a funny dude in real life. If you get to know him, most people are funny, to be honest with you, once you get to know, him. but 
if I can make that dude laugh, right? And then there's just some guy that doesn't like me that can beat the fuck out of me. I'm buddies with Brock and I make Brock laugh and I don't cause problems and look for Brock to intervene. He's going to stand up and be like, hey, man, this is my friend. Why are you trying to push him around? Why just don't like his face? Brock's going to push you out of the side. We're like, yeah, but that's not a good reason that you get, you know, it's, it's exactly what I would do with one of my friends. If one of my friends was a small guy, but he was really funny and a guy was about my size and he was getting in my buddy's face and I knew my buddy couldn't fight. I, I, I would step in between. Listen, man, I'm sorry that he offended. He's just a funny dude. He just cracks jokes, you know, like, being funny with guys means that a lot of times the dude can't beat you up as long as if it doesn't like you, as long as you're not being a cunt. That's what that means. That's another secondary and important reason why men are on average funnier than women. I, I, I don't know. It's just my crazy thoughts on it. So it's a Saturday night. I'm going to go fucking take off and watch Masvidal versus Diaz. So as always, if you like my podcast, I really appreciate it. If you didn't listen to it, go fuck yourself.